Today with Catherine Ruinala. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you, um, if you've got your Bibles, if not, you can just um, look it up later or listen along. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17. If we skip down, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. As I look at that, I think, how shall they call on him whom they have not believed? You know, God doesn't ask us to trust somebody that we don't know. God so longs for us to know him, to, to have a personal, intimate relationship with him. The joy of discovering that, wow, we have a God who speaks back to us, who wants to have relationship with us. I remember having the privilege of speaking at a Hindu school, high school in Fiji. And I, I just shared my testimony about the visions that the Lord had given me in uh, one night and just done a remarkable healing and deliverance and set me free as he spoke to me and said, I'm setting you free, Catherine, from everything. And we gave the altar call for salvation and there was 95% of them gave their hearts to Christ. And the, re the response we were getting afterwards was these people, teachers and students coming up and saying, you have a God who speaks back to you. And we forget, we forget the beauty and the wonder of the reality that we have a God who speaks back to us, this God that we can know. You know I, I remember probably the first time I became aware of the presence of God. Can you remember the first time you became aware of his presence? I, it was after school one day, I was just in uh, young primary school and uh, after gymnastics, uh, after school, I was just in the playground by myself, jumping from um, uh, these metal pipes that were there in, the, in, the, in those days, I think they we put them out in the playgrounds. You could do all sorts of things in the olden days. And, and <laughs> they'd, they'd let kids take risks. <laughs> and I was just jumping from pipe to pipe. And I remember singing. And I remember being aware of God. Can you remember being, becoming aware of God? It wasn't until a little while later that in, on a youth camp, several years later when I was about 12, that I got real with God and I said, Lord, I believe in you, but I can't see you and I don't know you. It's very hard to sing to somebody I can't see and I don't know. Help. And I just knew he made himself real to me in just such a powerful way that it's never left me. And he continues to reveal himself to me. He doesn't say, I'm going to show you myself and then I'm, I'm going to run away and you're not going to have that sense of connection again. It's, it's there for us every day. 
every day when we come to him going, oh God, help. He's there, the father of the prodigal son, running towards us with his arms open going, oh, I'm so happy to see you. When our hearts feel unworthy and, and hypocritical, he's there going, ah, oh, I love you. He's continually better than we feel like we deserve. Hallelujah. This is the one that he wants us to know. This is, this is what it's talking about. How can you have faith in someone you don't know? And I, I felt to challenge you and encourage you tonight. Do you know him? Can you think of a time when you were impacted by his kindness? Do you know that God? That God that looks at you and loves you? I, I think of times like when I felt his prompting to go and just pull away into my bedroom and sing to him and just, oh, I've known he's there. Or encounters that I've had in his presence where I've seen his eyes and his face looking at me and it's been overwhelming more than I could emotionally or spiritually, physically process. And then he, then he tells us in Ephesians to pray for supernatural strength. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you more strength so you can comprehend this love that's incomprehensible. Uh, this one who speaks so kindly when I, I feel like he should rebuke me. And he comes and he just gives undeserved mercy and kindness. Do you, can you think of, can you remember a time when he spoke to you like that? Or you had a revelation of him like that? That's the one I want you to be thinking about. This one who is kinder than we feel like we deserve. This one who says, even if your heart condemns you, I'm greater than your heart. This one who has redeemed you, has called you by name. This one who'll never leave you, never forsake you. He is the one who is here that we can trust. Faith in him isn't a big task. It's simply oh, remembering the one who is good. That I can trust you. Can you trust him? Can you trust that God? Sometimes we get, we get put a barrier up. I'm trying to have faith. I'm trying to have faith. I'm trying to trust God. I'm trying to, and we, we forget that we're not trusting an entity or a concept. He's the one that is the only one that's trustworthy, the one that's utterly trustworthy. This one, this is the one I want you to think about when you go to put your trust in him, when, you, when we talk about having faith in God. Ah, ah, yes, yes, I can trust you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is he someone you can trust? If the answer is yes, you can know that he came to give life and life more abundant. He came to destroy the works of the evil one. The thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I come, Jesus said, to give you life and life more abundant. This is the one we're putting our faith in. Hallelujah. And he tells us whatever we ask in his name, he will do it. Ah, whatever you ask the Father in my name. 
Mark 11:24 says, "Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them." <sighs> and then he tells us that he gives us the faith of Christ. That we have the faith of Christ. That when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. We have the mind of Christ. We have the faith of Christ. We have the life of Christ. We have the spirit of Christ. We have the faith of Christ. You don't even have to try and find it. Where's my faith? You died. Don't worry about it. If you put your faith in him, he's given you his faith. And you have enough. All you have to do is remember, where does this faith go? Oh, it's in the one. Oh, it's in the one that I really can trust. It's in the one that loves me. Have you had a revelation of his love? I encourage you, if you haven't, to begin to pray. There's a beautiful prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21 that says that where Paul's praying for all the believers, it's absolutely his will for us that we would be strengthened with might in our inner being, that we would know, come to know Christ dwelling in our hearts through faith, that we, together with all the saints, would be able to comprehend what is the height and the depth and the width and the breadth, the love of God that passes knowledge, that we'd be filled up to overflowing with all the fullness of God. You ask that. The Bible tells us whatever we ask according to the will of God, we can have. It's the will of God for you to know that. And when you know his love, the very next verse is like a whoosh result. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope or imagine. To him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus to all generations. Hallelujah. Faith works by love. Isaiah 53 verse 4 says this. Surely he has borne our griefs. I don't really like that translation so much because if you look it up in the Hebrew, that word grief there is koli, um, which is actually translate, uh, translated malady, anxiety, calamity, disease, sickness. Surely he has borne our griefs, our malady, our anxiety, our calamity, our disease, our sickness. Surely... He has borne our malady, our anxiety, our calamity, our disease, and our sickness. You can declare it. Surely he has borne it. He surely, like absolutely, he has borne my disease, my sickness, my malady. He has borne my anxiety. He has borne it. Hallelujah. And carried our sorrows. Just in case you like the grief word, he has done that too. He's carried your sickness, your anxiety, your griefs, your maladies. He's carried your sorrows. He's carried every weight, every worry. And he says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Give me that. I will give you rest. I'll give you peace. And not only that, he goes on and it says, Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Surely he has borne my sicknesses. Surely he has borne my anxieties. Surely he has borne my malady. Surely he has borne my diseases. Surely he was wounded for my sin. He took my sin upon him. Him who knew no sin became sin so that I could become the righteousness of God in Christ. That he would take my sin. I could give him my sin, my shame. And then he goes on and says, he was bruised for our iniquities. And our iniquities in the Hebrew there means our crookedness. Everything about us that's not perfect. Everything about us that's crooked. Everything about us that is not shiny perfect. He was bruised for that. He says, give me your imperfection. Give me your old nature. Give it to me and I will give you my nature. I'll give you my righteousness. I'll give you my nature. I'll make you a new creation. It's what being born again is about. And it happens by faith. By grace are we saved through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We are saved when we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the spotless Lamb, the one who never sinned, who knew no sin, who lived a perfect life, never sinning, not once with his word, with his attitude, never once sinning, became sin, took on my griefs, my sorrows, my sickness, my disease, my anxiety, my shame, my crookedness. He took it all into his body and he says, give it to me and I will give you my righteousness, my life, my peace and my wholeness, my healing, my shalom. I will make you well, surely he has borne it. And if we will believe it, we'll receive it. That faith to receive forgiveness of sin. The Bible tells us the just shall live by faith. That is every day we put our faith in the reality. Thank God. Thank God I don't have to bear the punishment of sin because the punishment of sin is eternal death in hell. And because of Jesus Christ, I put my faith in the fact that having repented of my sin, turned from my sin and received forgiveness, I have been washed clean and made as righteous as Jesus. I do not deserve it. And yet I have been given the righteousness of Jesus. And it was all by faith in this one that I know that is good. Who, ha who here has received by faith the righteousness of God, the forgiveness of Christ? Well, if you, if you haven't given your heart to Christ, I'm going to give you an opportunity in a little while. It's the most glorious divine exchange. Our life, our sin, our shame, our crookedness for his life, his righteousness, his forgiveness, his eternal life. That we become accepted, that we become joined to him in a fellowship that will never end. Is happy news. 
that same faith that you, so many of you have said, I have, I, I've received that. It's exactly the same faith that's needed simply to receive the miracle power of God, the healing of Jesus. It's just the same. Sometimes we, we get worked up and we try to, we, we try to create theology around disappointments or experience. And yet Jesus says, just humble yourself like a little child. Don't overcomplicate it. Just as easy as it is to receive Jesus and be forgiven and saved, it's just as easy to receive the miracle power of, of, of his Holy Spirit touching you. It's just as easy to be healed. Hallelujah. I remember... Um, having the opportunity to minister in Nicaragua. We were in Managua, um, my friend Sheila and I, and I was invited to speak to thousands and thousands of women at this event. And I shared the gospel. They, they gave out free tickets to all the prostitutes in the city, and they all came in, and they didn't know what was going to happen, but they were in this big big event center and they were all, everyone was so excited, thousands of them. And I shared the good news of the gospel that the Father loves them, that he offers them new life, that he offers them forgiveness. And hundreds and hundreds gave their hearts to Christ. It was so beautiful. And then I told them, and this same God, he heals. He healed all who came to him when he walked the earth and he heals today. And he said, these signs will follow those who believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said that oh, if you come to me, I, by my stripes, you are healed. That we could come to him, that he is the God who heals all our diseases. And I told him a few testimonies of people who'd been healed, miracles. And then one after another, people began to testify. A big goiter disappeared with someone standing in the meeting. Um, someone else had uh, their hearing restored. Someone else couldn't walk properly and got up and was dancing and shouting. And the miracles just began to pop. Why? Because they received Jesus as Lord, Savior, and Healer. Just like that. Same thing happened in Vietnam. You'll remember, um, you guys, they were there. Praise the Lord. And we, I had the opportunity to share the gospel with thousands of people who didn't know Jesus. Thousands who'd never, ever heard the gospel. People weren't allowed to come unless they'd brought someone who'd never heard the gospel. We were limited in numbers. Like we could only have about four, three, 4,000 at each night. Um, but they, they were given, if you bring someone, you can, you can come. If you bring someone who doesn't know. And so I shared the gospel, the good news of the love of God, the glorious good news of the cross of Jesus Christ, how he died and rose again. And we gave the altar call for salvation and hundreds and hundreds would get saved night after night. And then we'd tell them, he's the same God. This, this same God does miracles. He heals the sick. He opens blind eyes. He opens deaf ears. He makes the lame walk. He heals diseases. And they were so excited 
Because just as they received him as Saviour, they received him as healer. I remember Loretta and John, you, you, were the, you guys saw the first man who was crippled, had no, had paralyzed withered legs. His muscles regrew and he walked. It's glorious. It was glorious. Wasn't it glorious? A woman who hadn't heard for 60 years, completely deaf, got a hearing restored. Miracle after miracle after miracle. I saw my first blind eye open. Why was it so easy? Because they just received Jesus as Savior and healer. I mean, they were there. They were grabbing my arms and to put them. I didn't even know where my arms were going on different people. Like, because they just knew, okay, this is going to happen and they're going to get healed. That same God is here right now. Hallelujah. He'll cause your heart to sing again as you release all the, all the need to understand. I, I need to understand so many things. Like I like to know. It's part of my personality. Like praise the Lord for Google. Like what is the name of this tree? You know, why does that happen? What is, I, I like to know. Anybody else got a like to know personality? Like I like to know all the details. But when it comes to some things with God, we have to be willing to just let it go and go, yeah, not, not going there. I'm going to calm and quiet my soul. Soul, stop it. Let's just go and have a cuddle. But, 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 but no, I'm going to have a cuddle. Who am I going to look at? Am I going to look at my past experience? Am I going to look at my symptoms? Am I going to look at all the possible things that could go wrong? Or am I going to look into the eyes of the one that I remember? Ah, oh, yeah, I can trust you. I can trust you. Yes, I can trust you. You are God. You are good. Whatever we ask in his name, he'll give us. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Hallelujah. I just want to finish with this. Psalm 103. What does God want to do for you tonight? F.F. Bosworth used to say that faith begins where the will of God is known. That's a really important one to settle. If you're coming with, uh, well, if it's God's will for me to hear or my God's will for me to be healed or it's God's will for me to walk. If you're asking or if you're praying like that, if it's God's will, then you aren't actually coming with a focused faith. The woman with the issue of blood didn't say to herself, if it's God's will, when I touch his garment, I'll be healed. But we often put that, if God's will, as a sort of a protection measure, um, a protection thing in our, in our hearts to, to buffer the possibility of disappointment. And so that we can sort of comfort ourselves in case it doesn't happen. And yet, the Bible is really clear. It tells us here in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all. All your diseases. This is who he is. 
Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. This is who he is. He cannot deny himself. He is the healer. Everyone who came to Jesus for healing was healed. Why? Because he cannot deny himself. Everyone who came with a faith that said, I know you are the healer and I know I will be healed if I come to you. Everyone was healed. If you're battling the question of maybe it's not the timing of God. Well, you can't base anything you believe on anything other than Jesus. And Jesus is the word. He is the rock. And the word of God tells us that he is the one who redeems our life from destruction, who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Where else are you going to go? He alone has the words of life. We have to make a choice. Do I want to receive Jesus as the healer? Do I want to receive him as my saviour? Do I want to receive him as who he is? He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. And he said, the same works that I do and greater works, the, you will do also. It wasn't, wasn't for just the time of the apostles. It was for the time of the Holy Ghost on the earth. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. <laughs>